Welcome to Drinks and a Show. My name's Cassie and this is a podcast where I talk about musicals with the hope that whoever's listening, whether it be my guest or you, that you enjoy the experience and you want to experience more musicals. Don't forget to give the show a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Drinks Show Pod. I also have a Spotify playlist I've created with all my favorite songs from the episodes I've done. So definitely go and give that a listen to. There will be a link in the description. Today's episode is another Star Kid musical called Trail to Oregon based on the computer game of the same name. My guest is one I haven't had before named Doug, so let's have a listen and see if he enjoys it. Hi Doug, welcome to Drinks and a Show. Ahoy there, thanks for having me Cassie. Ahoy, back to you. What's going on, what you drinking? Uh, so tonight I'm drinking the uh, fine drop of Carlton Dry Stubby version um, and it's quite a nice drink. Uh, very smooth. Um, I'm drinking a sugar-free, well, sorry, zero sugar mixed berry cruiser. Mm, I wouldn't mind one of them. Yeah, got to stay healthy, you know. Only 70 calories, you guys. Um, and Vodka Cruiser yet to sponsor the show, but a lot of, um, you know, promotion we've mm. had so far. I think them. it's going to pay off. I think I cut any episode now, that they'll be, uh, they'll come and knock in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, so first time guest, Doug. So that means you have to tell us how you feel about musicals. Do you have any favourites? What's the best one you've seen? Do you hate any? Go. Look, look, well, I haven't seen any, but I am under the impression that I like them. I feel like they immerse you in the story whilst also um, wowing you with, you know, the music. And, uh, you know, I, I buy into all that. I just haven't bought in enough to actually go. So um, I do actually look forward to you telling me about this one. Um, and then I would also consider, but probably not end up going to the actual musical. Well, we will be doing Star Kid musicals, which all of these are available on YouTube to watch. Okay, I'll definitely uh, you know, bookmark it and hopefully one day get around to it. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for you to tell me more about it. So have you seen any like musical movies that you're like, wow, this is great? Um, I would like to consider that most Disney films um, are somewhat musical. You know, they, they always have little skits and whatnot, and even Family Guy that has it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't say I've actually seen a musical, no. So, but again, open to it. If anyone wants to invite me. The show I have for you is a Star Kid musical. So they're the theatre production company mm-hmm. who make their own original contents and tend to do like parodies and things like that and make them all accessible online. So that's why I said like all their stuff is on YouTube, which I've done previous episodes of their shows as well. Excellent. So have you heard of like Batman? Uh, I have heard of Batman. Um, yes. I'm pretty sure I've actually seen ads maybe for their one as well. Somewhere yeah. along the lines, I've seen an ad for a musical. Is Kong is Kong on there? No, they haven't got a Kong one yet. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, there's some funny ones. So there was like Holly Musical Batman, or like the one I did with Tian recently was Twisted, which is like Aladdin, but from Ooh. Jafar's point of view, where he's actually not the bad guy. What an Aladdin is? Yeah, yeah, Aladdin's a dick in it. 
That's preposterous. Um, yeah. Cannot believe this shit this already. Well, you can go and listen to the episode. Um, it's uh, episode 33, guys, if you want to go listen to Twisted. So our musical today, which is called The Trail to Oregon, which isn't actually based on an existing movie, but it's based on a computer game called Trail to Oregon. And I believe you've given this a shot recently, and so did I. What are your thoughts on the game? Uh, look, it was uh, very interesting. Quite an old game, I would imagine, or if it isn't, it's definitely styled to be an old game. Um, you know, you take on what appears to be a group of pioneers um, looking sort of, I don't know, just traveling really, not really looking for anything in particular. And um, you sort of have to maintain their health and yeah. look after them. And for me personally, I failed miserably. Who, what um occupation did you go with at the start? I went as doctor, um, but I oh. actually appeared to be, I don't know, the opposite of a doctor because they all came <laughs> down with bouts of measles. Um, they were all oh. unhealthy. We we basically sunk in the middle of a river. Really? Um, yeah, we, we I built um the boat into well, the the caravan into a boat and attempted to get across the river and it just kind of fell apart and then. <laughs> But I liked how it said, even though everyone was already sick and dying of measles, that everyone got away safely. So look at <laughs> the main part. Um, so no one was harmed in the attempt to travel across the river. Well, do you know how much money you started with? Uh, I think you start with 500 So you start with $500. You need to ration that between um, bullets, which I could never even hunt. I attempted to hunt like 10 times and I was always, I was always in, not in the right area. Um, food, clothing, um, things just of that nature to keep you alive and, and well. And But the issue was that, you know, if you don't buy the right amount of stuff, you sort of run low on one thing and then you go to, you got to trade someone for one thing and um, you just, basically they just try and rip you off. Like someone wanted 20 sets of clothing for like, what? I don't know, uh, like five pounds of food, which lasts all of like 10 seconds. So yeah. <laughs> basically it was be naked or starve. So I chose... Um, you know, keep clothes and let's just go on sailing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I played as the banker, which gave me like $1,800. So I found the game very easy. Um, the only bad thing, though, yeah, the only bad thing was um, people getting spinned by snakes or breaking their arm. I didn't get any diseases. I was able to, I never had to make the rations any smaller. Um, oh, would yeah. Move that's at, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very easy. And then they make a joke in the song. They're like, you could be the banker, but it makes it pretty boring. I'm like, you're like your experience sounds heaps better than mine. Well, I don't know. Yours, I just died. I played for five minutes and then died, you know, and that was, (laughs) why did die? I got away safely, but you know, everyone on my crew died basically. It seemed, you know, I don't know how they survived their bouts of measles and whatnot. (laughs) So, mm. Not sure. Well, that's good. You know, like all the bad experiences of it. So you get probably a lot of these jokes when in like they'll say stuff in this. And I'm like, what? That can happen to you? Mm. I don't know. I think you just have I to let, let your people team... healthy. You have to say, yeah, well, you basically just have to let them starve essentially and also <laughs> make them work at a grueling rate. And that sort of just together <laughs> creates disease. So you want to try and avoid that. I did try and ford across a river. And it killed one of my ox, but it's okay. I bought five oxes anyway. I didn't so. even know. I didn't even get that far that you could do that. <laughs> really? Nope. I tried, but you know, I kept dying. So, and I also, 
it wasn't very, it wasn't very, the interface wasn't that friendly, so I kind of got lost a lot in the whole traveling part. So I was basically just standing still and dying for a bit. You know, that was the issue I found. And by then, the damage was done. I couldn't get anywhere. What happens when you get to the end? Um, so you get points based on how healthy everyone is, um, based on what you've got left in your things. All right, so I'll talk about the game. So it is a, it is meant to be an old um, style game. It was released in 1985 only on Apple computers. It is an educational game in case you couldn't pick up to try to teach students what it was like for the 19th century pioneers trying to travel from uh, the east, east coast of Oregon. <laughs> yes. Based off the game, I would imagine that the play would be quite interesting just because, like, I'm trying to imagine them in their caravan going around on the on the set and just sort of, if it was anything like how my game went, I would be heavily inter- entertained by that. <laughs> yeah, how good is it that you played the game first? So you're like, all right, what's this musical about? Like, how can they make this go on for X amount of time? Like, what's the storyline going to be here other than them <laughs> travelling from one place to another, maybe to get food or, or, tra- or like trade? But what's going to happen during that time of travelling? So the musical was written by Jeff Blim, Nick Lang and Matt Lang who the Lang brothers do a lot of writing in these kind of shows. Um, But Jeff also did the music and lyrics. Uh, It was performed in 2014 for 24 performances. It um, appeared on YouTube on 2015 and in it, no show is exactly the same. They get the names of the characters from the audiences, so it will always change. Oh, I like that. Interactive. Yeah. Very interactive. Um. So it's like a choose your adventure kind of like playing the actual game. Like, oh, what choice am I going to make to get here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, this was also the only Starkid production to have an off-Broadway run and same with off-West End. All right, so are you ready to get into the musical? Mm-hmm, yep, ready. Ready as always. All right, sweet. So we start off with a family made up of two parents, two kids and granddad who sing the song Gone to Oregon. No, o- Oregon. That's how you <laughs> go to Oregon. So, but classic grandpa goes, I want to go to Mississippi or something because it's closer. And they're like, come on, grandpa, we're going to Oregon. There's always a delusional grandpa in any in any play that I've heard of. So this one only. So <laughs> Get a 100% success rate of that mm-hmm. kind of trope with the grandpa. Mm-hmm classic cliche we have the dad speaking to the audience um and he says how back in the day it was normal for people to take the oregon trail from east to west to set up their new lives but first the audience gets to choose the name of the characters and the things they start off with so not a banker not a doctor they're being farmers so they're going to be poor as hell throughout the whole thing yep well i mean like today, I don't think the farmers are well off, so it doesn't surprise yeah. me. So we've got the father, as we know, Jack Bauer, and the mother, Slippery When Wet. Daughter is Mouthface. Son is Craphole. Grandpa is Titty Mitty. And the family's last name is The Dick Rats, which is Star Kid Backwards. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just, that's just clever. Yeah. Okay, so they're moving because their farm was burnt down and you can tell that between Slippery When Wet and Jack Bauer, 
that that's caused some tension. So I don't know if throughout it, if I'm just going to interchange from their character names to just say mum and dad, because mm. it might get confusing for some people who don't have a character sheet in front of them. Yeah, I look, I've got it in front of me and I just can't stop looking at the names uh, without <laughs> actually linking them to who they are. So but yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe actually addressing them by mother and father and son and daughter and grandpa is probably a good way to go. Yeah, every now and then I'll do that. And so the kids see their parents fighting. To put them at ease, the mum's like, no, don't worry, guys. A trip to Oregon is going to be fun. But the son, crap hole, says, yeah, great. Once we get there, we can skinny dip. And the mum's like, uh, crap hole, we're a family. Uh, we don't really do that together. That's sexual. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the song, Independence. So that's the name of the town where they've started their journey. And it's our intro into the townsfolk, all being played by the same actor. And they're singing the suggestions of the game, like make sure you don't pay the toll, banker is best but might die bored, which is the line that really resonated with me um, as someone who played the banker and was like, this game's really easy and rest more or else you, your friends might get dysentery. So that's something that could have happened to your people if you actually survived. Can I just go on ahead and say that it's completely unrealistic. Like how is the doctor on like the smallest ways, like have the smallest amount of money? Doctors are rich. They're rich as hell, all right? There's no way that the blacksmith or the banker is going to have more money than this doctor. Oh, yeah, the banker will totes have more money than the doctor. He's probably just like a clerk that works at the front part that doesn't actually do have like have any sort of power in it. You know? I don't think every person in a bank has a lot of money. Well, the banker I was had nearly trip had over triple the money you had. I reckon he just in a you know, five finger discount a little bit. He was <laughs> just taking it. He wasn't really earning it. Maybe you were just a bad doctor. So Jack Bauer tells his family, "Don't worry about it. the trip's going to be fun. It's going to be educational." But the rest of the family doesn't think so. And they're kind of scared that, you know, this is a pretty dangerous trip. I hope no one dies. Well, dun, dun, dun. I mean, it kind of is. I kind yeah. of proved that. <laughs> You're like, it's very easy, I apparently. actually proved that in two minutes that you can die. Uh, that's just how fragile life was back then. So Mouthface, the daughter, meets Henry McDoon, who is such a smooth talker that he makes all the ladies McSween over him. Who's hating oh. McDoon in real life or in fictional purposes? Is he actually someone that I should know about? No, he's not like a historical figure. Don't worry. Okay. So he tells Mouthface to be careful because the Bandit King might be around. He likes to steal things, even kisses from pretty girls. Ooh, sounds yeah. like a bit of a lady killer. Yeah. And he, the Bandit King only has one friend, Cletus Jones. And then as he says that, we see Cletus come out and he goes, what were you calling me, Henry? Uh, Bandit King, I mean. And then Henry McDoon is clearly the Bandit King. It's very obvious. Mm -hmm. And Slippery When Wet, the mother comes in and interrupts her daughter being hit on by this guy. And then Henry McDoon, you know, the ever so smooth man he is, goes, Nothing to worry about here, ma'am. I'm just making sexual advances on your daughter. Well, I mean, if you can be that upfront about it, I, I would just say go ahead, sir. <laughs> well, then Cletus also introduces himself and offers up the information. He goes, oh, hi, I'm Cletus Jones. I've killed about three people. 
I just want to let you know that's just not how Cletus, Cletus Jones speaks. How do you think Cletus Jones speaks? I think it's much like the one from The Simpsons. You know, he's just like, who? who? You know, Cletus, <laughs> Cletus is like George Yokel. Like, whenever you say Cletus Jones, I'm thinking of Cletus is like George Yokel. And I'm pretty sure everyone else is thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're allowed to think that. Um, but you can go and watch the show and see actually what Cletus sounds like. Yep. Um, Henry McDoon is like, get out of here, Cletus. Gosh darn it. So Cletus always says the wrong thing. He's just so crazy. And what Henry McDoon does, you know, like I said, he's very smooth. So mm. he offers to help them on the trail. He goes, you know, it's a dangerous trail there. Don't want to begin yourself into any trouble. And I'm happy to help you for the small price of uh, marrying your daughter. Ooh, well, that means he drives a hard bargain. Yeah. Say that. Makes it hard to say no, doesn't he? Mm, well, if he's that smooth, he could take me as well and marry me. If you <laughs> um, this doesn't get accepted. So Henry takes this very personally and declares war on their family and reveals he's the bandit king. And us, the audience, not surprised, but... Mouth face is like, oh, I can't believe he was the bandit king. Well, that's that's taken rejection uh, very seriously. And uh, I do respect how they were still surprised yeah. to find out he was the bandit king. <laughs> um, and what the bandit king likes to do is uh, he likes to rob people on the trail and pretty much kill them. So, well, where yeah. Like Wolf Creek style, you know? Yeah, kind of like that. The daughter is completely mad that her mum did that. He's like, I can't believe he did that to me. And Slippery When Wet is like, why can't you be more like your brother, Craphole? And then we just see, like, Craphole is just, he's just really fucking dumb. I'm, I'm picturing Bart's, like, evil <laughs> twin, that sort of, like, <laughs> zombie-looking dude that I don't even know his name, Hubert or something. And he, like, that's who I'm thinking Craphole is. <laughs> yeah, okay, we could think that. So Jack Bauer comes in with what he brought from the general store guy, which if you looked at your character sheet to see who the general store guy is. That's a, that's a creative name. Right? <laughs> it really closes a, a lot of, you know, loose ends for me. <laughs> you know, it gets the job done. You know who we're talking about. He is the guy who works at the general store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, can not be, there can be no confusion regarding... What he does for a job and who he is. <laughs> yeah. So just keep that in mind. General store guy works for the general store. And yep, I guess he sells wagons. But not boats. No only boats. Not boats, only wagons, and we must transform the wagon into a boat. <laughs> well, um, Jack Bauer has no money. Remember, they're farmers. They don't have much. So they've got to take the cheapest thing they can get. So <laughs> they get a wagon, which has an octagon-shaped wheels. Uh, for eight times attraction is what he was told. Okay, that's sounds. Uh, it's like much like the person that created the wheel. It sounds crazy until someone does it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not all. That's crazy with it. Uh, there's also a viewing hole, uh, which is just in the middle of the wagon. I believe so... that's a glory hole. Yeah, okay, not a viewing <laughs> hole. No, because you look down, you see the trail. Like a glory hole, you can do. You can see a lot of different trails. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but classic Crapole uh, thinks it's great, jumps in, goes through the hole and breaks his ankle. So that's a classic injury from the game, breaking a bone. 
so Jack Bauer tries saying, no, it's a, f- no, that's what he calls it, a floor window. And then he introduces the family to the ox that he bought. And sure, it's not the most prettiest looking ox that you've ever seen. It looks a bit fucked up. They find out it's an ox who's blind. Uh, it has no teeth. So to feed it, they have to chew up grass and like spit it in a hole in its face. That's kind of the mouth. Jeez, this is like some sort of product of, you know, incest or something, this, this thing. It doesn't sound healthy. Yes, it actually is. It is believed to be the product of one of the townspeople in Independence and his ox. Oh, wow. Jeez. Not, that's even more messed up. It's also a very horny one too. Every time they reference this ox, they're like, get out of here, you horny ox or... Hey, look what that horny ox is doing. So it doesn't actually go by name. It's just ox. Because for me, I think it should be called Oxy the Ox. No, nah, it's horny or, ox. Much like, you know, the guy who works at the general store should be like the ox. <laughs> the or something. Yeah. That should be its name. Ox the wagon puller guy. Yeah. And that would, again, you know, if we can keep the names creative, that, that would also be a good name. Yeah, but we're going to go with horny ox. The horny ox? I guess that works too. So they're ready to hit the Oregon Trail. And then this is where they get the last name, Dick Rats. They're like, what's our name, crowd? And they say that. And we have the song. Rat, like as in like a, a vermin, like, like one of those, like, you know, an actual rat. Is that what you're saying? Or a rapper is in like a rap is in, you know. Yeah, because Star Kid backwards. Dick Rats. Uh, yep, that's it. Right, it was. So we have the song, The Grind where Jack Bauer is being very positive and Slippery When Wet is the realistic one. Hmm, classic. So we find out later that Craphole ate all the grass that was meant for the horny ox and for the whole fam. And Craphole's like, oh boy, I guess the only thing we could do is take our clothes off and go into the water, huh? He's just obsessed with skinny dipping. (laughs) Yes. Is he part ox too? Because he's eating grass. So I'm not sure what's going on with I him. I told you Craphole's dumb. He's just so stupid. I don't think he's dumb. I don't think he's human. I think that's the <laughs> issue. I think they've, they've actually mistaken their child for an ox. And they're carrying around an ox. <laughs> like, like, why'd you eat it all? <laughs> and it's, it's just moo. It's just, what do oxes make? I don't know. Is it moo? I, I'm not sure. But it's doing something. Yeah. it's He wants a skinny dip. That's a very horny <laughs> ox then. Two horny oxes. Pretty much the whole family says no to going skinny dipping and says because. Surprise. Yeah, I know. Again? Come on, guys. Shock horror that they said no to that one, unfortunately. Sorry, crap hole. You'll have to try again later. <laughs> so because he ate all the food, the mum tells him, that's it. You're going to go hunting and go get us food. But he takes titty, Mitty and Mouthface with him. After all the times he's talked about skinny dipping, I probably wouldn't be trusting him with anyone. Just be yeah, <laughs> you want to be left alone with him? No way. No, you'll end up being forced to skinny dip or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> at gunpoint too. Just take him off, get in the water, and have fun. Have fun and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the gun is given to Craphole because Mouthface isn't good at it at hunting. Um, Craphole loves animals. He can't do it. But Titty Mitty, the grandpa, for those who have lost track, tells a story about how there was a war with lobsters and he won the war and banished them all to the sea. And that's how he got his face on the million-dollar bill. The 
to sound quite fabricated from the uh, was it the grandpa? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's gone senile. Got the uh, the pioneer crazies, we call it, <laughs> when they sort you travel enough and you start believing things in your own mind. Um, it's, it's, it's much, you know, you don't quite see them, but you can make yourself believe almost anything. Well, the kids don't believe it. They're like, Titty Mitty, you're crazy. There's no such thing as a million dollar bill. And then he goes, no, the lobster took them. That's why oh. no one else knows about it. Checks out. You know what? I'm actually starting to believe he didn't have pioneer crazies and he is telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, that he goes, oh, that's why we've never heard of it. The lobsters still have it. Makes sense. Down in Atlanta, they've got all the million-dollar bills. Yes. <laughs> so there we see a buffalo family. And there's a buffalo dad, a buffalo mum, and a buffalo son. And we see, like, the kid is, like, really cute, like, trying to walk and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Crapole's like, I don't want to kill this family. But Titty Mitty sings a song called Pays to Be an Animal. Like, sometimes it pays to be an animal, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. That's but a city Singing a song about pays to be an animal. I'm thinking Crapole's getting a bit nervous because they're starting to work out that he is in fact an ox. <laughs> yes. So I'd be if I was him, I'd be starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> well, Crapole does end up killing the whole family. You know, when you don't want to be revealed as the ox, you've got to use your Just end ox them right hands. then and there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did not enjoy the experience at all, okay? But much like the game, I don't, actually don't know how successful you were with hunting, but I killed like five ox and it goes, that's 2,000 pounds. But you can only carry 200. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right, you just left 1,800 pounds right there on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that I could. I was wasting my bullets on just killing stuff, but I was only bringing like 200 pounds, which was like one ox. That's just, that's just not being very... Uh... You know, it's not a thought-out process right there. You, what, you're taking that money, all right? Putting it on the ground, you're pissing on it, and you're lighting it on fire, all right? Well, I People had the like money me, to do it, so. the struggling doctor, we could use that money, okay? <laughs> we could have used doctor. that money. <laughs> um, so, Crapole, yeah, killed the whole family, and Titty Minnie's like, well, we obviously can't take all this meat. We only have to take a little bit. So he just killed a whole family for no reason. Much like you, you know, you just... You're just doing too much without thinking about what you can actually take. I told you. I still had heaps of money left over. White line fever, you know, sort of (laughs) rage. Enraged with ox-like anger and kills everyone. Just Uh, a white-collar banker. Don't hate. Well, I mean, it can happen to anyone, you know. know, Crapole, he is guilty of murdering his whole family. But, you know, you can't really blame someone for getting an ox-like rage because... (laughs) When they're not. It can happen to anyone. And when it does happen to you, you'll know about it. <laughs> yeah. And then you can do whatever you want. That's it. And guilt free. So back to the wagon. There's a fight between mother and daughter after oh. Mouthface says that her mum is overbearing and won't let her do anything cool like marry McDoon. Like, oh, what a horrible mum. It's brutal. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. This mum has no heart, and I'm thinking Crapole should take her out the back and slaughter her. <laughs> well, here's what Slippery Wet Wen does. Slippery Wen Wet does. She goes, okay, fine. I'm better off dead. Uh-oh. You can look after everyone. And what she does is she fakes her own death. She just lies on the ground and pretends to be dead. So that would that would surprise a lot of people back then, I reckon. That'd be like, 
She's dead. Well, <laughs> Mouthface is like, I know you're lying, Mama. This used to work on me. It's not working. And then after a while she goes, Mama. And then like is like wailing, like, no, Mama, come back. So at the battle um, of poker face, if she keeps silencing her and they and then they wait long enough, someone's gonna give up. So Yeah, exactly. She's just gonna be the stronger person. Well, Slippery Wet Wet acts like she's just come back to life. She's like, oh, I just got back from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate cover story. Yeah. <laughs> and Mouth Face, she's just sick of being treated this way. She hates that the fam- everyone in the family has to be looked after. And all she wants is just the Bandit King to come and take her away. And she runs off. So she's got the hots for the Bandit King? Yeah, she wanted to marry him. Oh, that's right. Yep. Got my speed again. I yep. forgot about him. Forgot he, he even existed. But here we are. Yep. Alas, al- al- she wants to run away with the bandit king. Yeah, well, only pretty much only because her mum said not to, kind of. Right. So it's one of those things. You know, you don't want it. You can't have it, so you want it more. Yeah, exactly. Um, so meanwhile, uh, once she's ran off, Craphole feels very sad about killing that buffalo family because. They're also a family and doesn't want anyone to die. Mm. And Slippery When Wet tries to comfort him and goes into the song When the World's at Stake. So, you know, when the world's at stake, you got to do what you can, pretty much. You do. It's whatever it takes mentality. Yeah, and she kind of goes into, like, you know, she got pregnant at a young age and she likes being a mum and that's pretty much her life now, but that's why she's being overprotective because that's all she knows is to how to be a mum. Yep, well, I mean, back then, I suppose women didn't have, uh, I guess they, that was their job, was to be a mum. Yeah. Well, when, when the husband's a really bad farmer that's burning farms down and shit like that. <laughs> Starting to sound a lot more like my game, when the doctor can't be a doctor, <laughs> and the wife has to be a lot more things. In the same scene, just a bit afterwards, Jack Bauer successfully seduces his wife, but while doing so, she gets bitten by a snake. Right, this oh, this. It's all making, I'm connecting dots right now. So you've had snakes biting all your people. Yeah. I didn't quite get there, but I understand it now. So obviously to save her life, he does what you're meant to do. Suck out the venom and accidentally swallow it. That's, that's just unfortunate. You know, you've got to be able to control that a bit more, you know. Clearly he hasn't sucked off enough things in his lifetime. So he needs to suck a bit more. Suck it, spit it out. That's what you're meant to do, guys. You've heard that straight from the doctor. Any three-minute video on certain sites can teach you how to do that. That's just poor, <laughs> that's just poor by him and that's just not enough. Um, he hasn't studied it enough. Well, I know what you're thinking. Oh, no, he swallowed snake venom. He's probably going to die. But he just goes into like a giant like trip. Are you telling me there's more? Yeah, there's more. Well, so on. while he's like hallucinating... He's told that someone in his family will die. And then he goes, no, no, well, if it's my wife, she just pretends to do that. Like, oh, don't worry, she doesn't actually die. But the voice reveals to him that the audience is there and they're the watchers. And they're asked, how is someone going to die in the family? And someone yells out, dysentery. So then we go into the song, Dysentery World, which is... Singing about living in a dysentery world over and over again, which for those who don't know what that is, that's just shitting yourself pretty much until you die. It's 
beautiful segue, man. And also shooting yourself is a great way to die. <laughs> Would you do it? Just eat a bunch of cheese and you're like, oh, that's it. That's how I'm doing it. Oh, I, I personally, being like, I don't have that sort of reaction. I'm more of a chest pain till I die. But I'd imagine <laughs> that those kind of people shooting themselves they died. I'm not sure if it's more of a pleasant way to go way to go. I think it'd be quite slow and painful. So we cut back to the real world and they've dug a grave, you know, they're ready to have a funeral for the dad, but he comes back to life and warns them all that someone's gonna die. And it's like, you guys were gonna like he just starts freaking out, tries to get everyone to freak out with him, and then the mum just slaps it out of him. It's like, come on. We've we've just gotta get back on the road. That's what we've gotta do. And then we she throws him into a ring and just starts beating the hell out of him. Like, just punching him, like, till kingdom come. So, just into next week. And he's just taking it and he's just talking nonsense. And she's just not having it. At this point, she's fed up. She's got a son named Cravel and a daughter <laughs> named Mouthface. And she is fed up. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. You got it exactly right. Goes into a ring and just beats him up. So from afar, we see the Bandit King and Cletus watching the family. Um, So the Bandit King, so Henry McDoon, is getting very jealous that the family's having fun on, like, this road trip. And he goes, you know what? I don't think I'll rob and kill this family. Instead, I think I'll just take the daughter. So that's growth for him. Kind of working out. She's going to have someone, so... Maybe she'll she'll uh, be less moody. Well, what Henry does, instead of stealing from them and killing them, he sets the wagon on fire. And we have the song, Wagon on Fire, where he successfully takes Mouthface away. And that's the end of Act 1. So he lights the caravan on fire as like a distraction and then sort of just kidnaps young Mouthface. Yeah. That's that's sort of what happens? Yeah. So how nice of him. He didn't kill them or steal their stuff. He just burnt it. Very well. Yeah, very nice of him. I mean, how else are they going to get across the river now? Look at just a pile of ash. Exactly. That's probably a worse situation than I was in. (laughs) That's why you didn't want to be a farmer. Yeah. Thank God I didn't take that one. That was probably the least appealing career to be in that game. (laughs) I was pretty sure how is this going to be interesting for me being a farmer. And I was like, I just couldn't say it. I was considering a doctor too, and I'm like, oh, banker. That means I have to do easy stuff. I thought I'd just have the power to heal, but I, either I didn't know how to do it <laughs> or I just completely ignored my healing you know, powers. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in your party's like, please help. Just click the button on the left. <laughs> You've and got I'm just medicine. like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why are they dying? <laughs> Measles. <laughs> what Erica, what's wrong? <laughs> okay, so that's how Act One ends. What's your thought on the musical so far? I like it. Uh, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's definitely it's on the funnier side, which uh, I think is my kind of uh, musical. So uh, at this stage, getting getting an A minus from me. So I'm wow, that's it. pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I think it uh, involves the audience. Um, it's quite interesting. You don't really know where it's going. It's sort of just up in the air, like anything could happen. Like they all honestly could just start skinny dipping in the next scene and like <laughs> everything ends up good and, you know, if crap holes happy, everyone's happy. 
And uh, do you think someone's going to die? Uh, look, I think I have no emotional tie to any of these characters, so I do think that anyone could die. And you wouldn't care? No, little, little to no care. I, I think it would, it would create the story. It would make the storyline even more interesting than it already is, someone dying. So I'm all for it. Nice. So, um, and you're remembering, we're obviously comparing stuff to playing the game. So obviously playing the game, I feel like, beforehand has made this musical funnier. Yeah, well, definitely has, given the fact that I thought it was a serious game. It was obviously for educational purposes, as you said. Um, and now that, you know, sort of everyone just takes the piss and creates wacky names and even the storyline itself is a bit wacky, um, is, 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 yeah, definitely does make it better but now that I've played the game. All right, sweet. You ready to get into Act 2? Yep. All right, perfect. So Act 2, we see Mouthface. Uh, she, as we remember from the first act, got kidnapped by the Bandit King. Uh, she's singing this the song Lost. Yeah, it's what she wanted, but they've like got her yeah. tied up. <laughs> like, like, please, no, don't do it. Unless she like sort of just hog ties herself. Yeah, please, no. Oh my god, I'm still on your wagon. That's so crazy don't of me. me. Oh wait, don't forget, don't forget to light the fire, so they definitely can't catch us. Well, what's happening is she misses her family. That's the thing. It's that thing where you know, like. Oh, I hate you. I wish I was never born. Duh, duh. Be careful What's what you wish song? for. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. That's that's it. What you got till it's gone. You paid paradise to put up a parking lot. That's it. Yeah. Word for word. That is it. <laughs> yeah, but she sings the song Lost Without You. She's just lost without her family. She misses them. So we cut back to the family who they've been traveling in the middle of winter, which we know you do not travel the Trail of Oregon in winter. Slippery When Wet is angry at Jack Bauer that all this has happened. She's like, everything's your fault. You got the dumbass wagon and now we're through here in winter, which if they had a better wagon, they would be out of there by now. And then she's so mad and because they're poor, to pay for booze, she gives the wedding ring to the innkeeper Jeez, in um, front of her husband. For booze. The wedding ring for booze. That's yep. the transaction. Yeah. She's a, I would be hoping that it's something a serious, you know, like a blue label, sort of Johnny Walker. You know, something real nice that you can at least, you know, drink to, into oblivion and, and sort of just forget all your sorrows. Yeah, well, let's just say the innkeeper was very upset to find out that he wasn't getting proposed to, that it was just payment for the alcohol. Right. Well, maybe she should learn to not offer it to people in the trade on one knee. That would probably <laughs> yes. avoid that whole situation. <laughs> yeah, she's going to watch her delivery, really. It's, that's it. It's just execution of the trade. It's, <laughs> you know, you, if you do it right, you know, people won't have that sort of, you know, reaction. Yeah. So she ends up leaving um, Jack Bauer, so her husband, in the inn and takes a crap hole with her. So we just have Titty Mitty and Jack. And Titty Mitty tells the story that he actually lost his wife and he lost his wife to the lobsters. He didn't actually banish them to the sea. And Jack was like, yeah, granddad, we, we already knew that that actually wasn't true. And he goes, no, I've got to tell you the truth. They banished me to the land. So Cornwallis, who was his ex-best friend and a lobster, 
took his wife and his million dollar bill. Well, that was a twist I didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I'm all right with that. <laughs> I don't mind grandpa getting banished to the land. I think it's happening to me right now. I'm almost certain I've been banished to the land. I think I am a sea creature. <laughs> you just been banished to the land by Cornwallis. I've never felt comfortable around my environment. I've always felt more at ease in the water. So the reason for that story is the granddad trying to say, hey, don't let her go. You know, I lost my wife. Um, don't let that happen to you. And then Jack's like, cool, that's obviously not going to happen to me, you weirdo. And then at the same time, guess who walks into the inn? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the horny ox. No, the general store guy. The general store guy walked into the general store? He walked into the inn. Oh, the inn. Oh, well, I mean. I suppose he had to come in sooner or later. I was sort of <laughs> watching, waiting for him to come in, but yeah. I didn't expect it to be in the scene with the inn. No, definitely more expected to be horny ox. Well, he's also there with a lady friend, so he is being a horny ox. Uh, he appears to be a ladies' man, so I think maybe if they do find a uh, mouth face and get her back, <laughs> She is safe in the hands of the uh, the general storekeeper, whatever the hell his name is. No, we hate the general store guy because he's the one who sold them the dodgy wagon and the horny ox. Oh, well, he's trying to make ends meet, you know. Sometimes you get given, life gives you lemons, man. You've got you to make hay when the sun's shining. You know, it's not his fault. I'm pretty sure he didn't make, I mean, he probably did make that ox like that. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't mean for it to end up like that. So, you know, well, one man's trash or one man's, Treasure is another man's trash. Jack Bauer has taken it personally that this guy's ripped him off, so he wants to go over and demand a refund. Titty Mitty tries to stop him, like, no, he's with his friend. Let it leave him be. But Jack doesn't listen to him. He goes over there, like grabs him by the shirt, and then General Store guy's like, Okay, no refund, but I've got an even better wagon for you. Half the price. You wouldn't believe how good this is. I found it on the side of the road, it was on fire. And then Jack's like, that was my wagon that you already (laughs) sold me. Well, you've been caught out there. Yeah. (laughs) So he's not taking this shit this time. And he's like, I want a new wagon with round wheels and I want an ox that isn't horny and I want it for free. And General Store Guy is like, okay, why would I go and do that? And then Jack goes, oh, great question. I didn't think. Why would I? Why would I? And just pulls out a gun and goes, this is why. I'll kill you if you don't. Wait a minute. You just randomly pulled out a gun now and didn't want to pull it out any other time before that? <laughs> no, it was like just at the inn, he just like grabs a gun. Oh, just grabs some other person's gun. Yeah. Okay. That checks out a bit more. I'm starting to think this guy, this uh, the dad, Jack, whatever his name is, he, he might be, you know, a double agent. I was getting... Get a bit worried about him. So he was, um, he's just doing what's right for his family. You know, it's because he's lost them and now he wants to get them back. So he's a desperate man doing desperate things. That's understandable, you know. Family's on the line. You've got to do whatever you can. And if that means pulling out a Glock, tap <laughs> an ass, tap ass. <laughs> so he successfully manages to get a whole new wagon and even a whole bunch of food. Well, so he just. Rolled over, did he? The general store guy. And oh, yeah, I he know. did want to die. He did want to die. 
but I know being a barterer in previous games that I've played, that you, you don't just roll over. You just offer something a little bit less, you know. You sort of <laughs> meet in the middle, you know. I go, yeah, he goes high, I go low. You know, you meet in the middle somewhere. You get sort of a, a wagon with one sort of shit wheel and like a, a an ox, of, you know, with maybe one leg or, you know, it's, like, it's half horny or something. <laughs> it's half horny, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, unfortunately, he didn't finish uh, the bartering school like you did, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but this gives Jack and Titty Mitty the time to go catch up to Slippery When Wet and Crap Hole, uh, which they do. And okay. it's all good now. They've got the fancy new wagon. And now they go at a grueling pace, which is the fastest of all the paces. And we have uh, the song Speed Run. That makes a lot more sense, the, gruel, the grueling speed, because I I didn't have one of these, you know, decked out wagons with a VL turbo. Mine was just one of those ones that, you know, its wheels are sort of a bit wonky, but grueling speed in that one, I reckon, you, it, it handles the road a bit better. It's got a bit more traction. Yeah, and you don't have like the a, horny like ox ABS. trying to fuck things on the way. Well, that's it. You'd you say yes. <laughs> what, what even happened to that? Uh, it, it comes back. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to McDoon, Cletus, and Mouthface, um, who says, oh, if you untie me from the wagon and promise not to kill my family, I agree. I will agree to marry you. And McDoon, um, who is like, oh, well, you know, I can't say no to a child bride. And... It's creepy. <laughs> And so lets her, like, undoes her ropes and then she just runs away. But they easily catch her. It's very, very I've simple. I've got to say, hang on a minute. If, if someone's running away from me, unless it's, you know, Usain Bolt or someone, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm tracking them down. Like, they're not getting very far. I'm not that I'm quick. But I just don't <laughs> believe that that, key, that young lady is very fast. Well, she, like, goes into the crowd and Cletus is behind her. So when she comes back on the stage, uh, McDoon's just there. So it's basically just running away just into someone else's arms that's sort of like literally a couple of metres away. Yeah, literally. Oh, well, yeah, good effort. All you can say is good effort. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. She tried. Um, so they're right near the end of the trail. All they have to do is go down the river. And Mouthface doesn't understand. How will the wagon go down the river? What? It's got wheels. So, like in the game, they decide to cork the wagon. And we have the song, Cork the Wagon, which for those who don't know what that means, it means, you know, you've got to kill your ox, you no longer need it. And that's when you seal it off with some kind of special sealant, which I think is made of tar, so it really stinks. Uh, so no water gets into it and you take the wheels off and that's when you turn it into like a boat and it goes down the river. All right, well, that makes a lot more sense because I didn't do any of that. And I just folded up the wheels, smacked her in the water and just said, yep, off we go. You know, Jack, I was Captain Jack Sparrow of the Black Pearl and I was sailing the seven seas. Ran like right when he like shows up in the first one as the ship's sinking and it's right as he steps off, it's like the tip of the boat. But basically the complete opposite where I like just get off. I set sail and it just goes straight down. And I, just sort of, I just sort of get off at the end of the pier as it's going down again. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happens is they hit a rock and they all fall out of the wagon. 
and Hello? Mouthface is holding on to a rock. McDoon and Cletus try and hold on to her, but they eventually get swept down the river. So while she's holding on to the rock, Mouthface is just like, oh, man, I wish my family was here. And guess who shows up? Uh, um, the horny ox? Nah. <laughs> Damn it. The family. When they're, the family. they got a fancy wagon that they can cork down the river without it being broken. While trying to save her, they also hit a rock. <laughs> it crashed into the river. <laughs> oh, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so they do the same thing. But before that, they hadn't. <laughs> um, so the stage goes dark and the lights come back up and we see, like, everyone in the family has, like, it looks like they're passed out and we see Titty Mitty who comes to and in walks in Cornwallis, the leader of the lobsters. And I guess that makes more sense than the horny ox. Yeah. <laughs> and Titty Mitty's like, what, why did you save us? And he goes, I only did it for Eleanor. So that was his wife that the lobster took, Eleanor. Right. And he goes, how is she, by the way? And Cornwallis tells him that Eleanor died a couple of years ago. And then the lobster disappears and the rest of the family wakes up and they all celebrating when they realize they're at the end of the trail. They're about to make it to Oregon. Sure, they lost their food, their wagon, their weapons, you know, everything you need to survive, but at least they've made it to where they wanted to. So, I mean, I suppose it doesn't matter how you get there. If you end up <laughs> at A to B, you got there. Exactly. But at the border, they're stopped by a doctor who's like, well, he's like, sure, you guys come on in. But first, we have to make sure no one has dysentery because we can't just let anyone be walking in. Mm-hmm. And then we find out one of them does have dysentery. And well, who well. has it? The audience chooses. So the audience chooses who dies every show. I was looking straight. At crap hole. Like, <laughs> if anyone that's going to be shooting themselves to death, it's got to be crap hole. Yeah. <laughs> so in the version that is on YouTube, uh, they do actually choose crap hole. Oh, well, there you go. See, everyone is pretty – yeah, everyone's on the same page. Yeah, but then when their crap hole starts just like shitting himself and dying, um, the mum, Supri, when wet, is like, oh, my God, why would anyone choose a young boy to die? <laughs> like, looks at the crowd, like how cruel that is of the crowd. I just want to point out that the doctor has appeared at the end of the game, right when they get to the border, and I chose it from the start of the game. I can see why I failed. He isn't meant to be there. He's no. not meant to be there till the end. Yeah, you did it completely wrong. Um, so whoever dies sings a song, You Gotta Go. And as they sing this, they're having dysentery, so they're dying, and there's a lot of just fart jokes and stuff like that. But um, bit of noises, bit of a, the fart sounds over the uh, speakers. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of those <laughs> noises. Uh, but depending on the character, that ending is different. So for all the three boys, your son, your dad, your granddad, um, they all die of dysentery the same way. But they're brought back to life by the cool, clean air of Oregon. So they just go, oh, my God, I'm feeling heaps better. This is starting to sound a lot like those Goosebump books back in the day where you can choose your own path. And like, yeah. You can either end the book in like 30 pages or you go through the whole book and you just end up dying. Yeah. 
well, if people chose for the mother to die, it actually just meant she faked her death again um, just to get more respect from her family. <laughs> yeah, uh, once a faker, always a faker. I'm always, I'll live and die by that motto. Well, the daughter, if the crowd chose for her to die, she also faked her own death to make her mother feel bad about faking her death all the time. I guess, I mean, using their own weapon against them, that's just genius. So since, you know, no matter what happens, no matter who you choose to die, they're all coming back to life in Oregon and they're all happy now. They're talking about how good their life will be at the new farm and they could even get a cow for that damn horny ox. The horny ox appears out of nowhere and goes like, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) I like how it's still alive somehow. Yeah, it somehow made it. Although it never featured in any part of the storyline, it's just it's lurking in the back, it's swimming, it's doing all kinds of shit. This horny ox is skilled. Yeah, and it's what you've been waiting for. Yeah, well, I was been wait- I was I was honestly waiting for the uh, to be reunited with that ox. <laughs> so, and Jack Bauer as the dad, he goes, "Well, Mike Path is clearly now a life of crime. Like he robbed the general store guy at gunpoint. So maybe he'll be the new bandit king." And they're like, you know, that's the only way we can be making money. But Titty Mitty finds something in his pocket and he pulls out a million-dollar bill. So Cornwallis returned the million-dollar bill. Well, well, that's quite generous of him. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done the same thing, but, you know, I guess maybe he did take his wife and whatnot. So I guess maybe... A million dollars actually would make me feel a lot better if a few people passed, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're rich now. Um, and now Craphole, who's very excited about them being rich, he starts to sing the song Naked in a Lake. And finally everyone agrees and they skitty dip together as a family. I, I did see the Naked in the Lake come across like halfway through this and I was like, I knew it was coming. I was just waiting for it. And I'm so glad it happened because I don't think there's any better way for everyone to enjoy um, Oregon with a nice, you know, dip in the lake, butt naked. With uh, your family. Wholesome, brings the family together, um, uh, an enjoyable experience for all. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the musical. They end on the family skinny dipping and all being happy with each other. I'm sure sure they're all very happy with each other. (laughs) So what are your thoughts on the musical overall? Uh, I I mean, I, I was already thinking that it was going to be okay, but I definitely like it even more now after hearing about um, sort of the story of it. Um, and I think that it would be, it would be funny. It would, you know, you would go there for a laugh. You'd, you'd have a good time. It's not a, a serious one. Um, and I think, the interactivity of it is is real good. Um, that's sort of like what I like. I'd hope that you know when I go watch a play that's it's got that sort of thing. So you know you just sort of feel like you've uh, you've you've named it mouth face or whatever and yeah you know that that's sort of that's sort of your thing. You know you've you've created that. You're immersed a bit more in the storyline. Um, but yeah, very very good. I, I actually wouldn't mind watching it, even though I've known the storyline and it does sound quite funny and. and I know, even, though I, even though I know how it's going to go, just to see how they've actually done it um, and how they actually make you know, the visuals, I think that would be uh, that would be quite uh, entertaining. 
Would you want to watch other Star Kid musicals, knowing that this is the kind of stuff they do, like funny as ones? Definitely. You know, I when you say Star Kid, I just think Dick Rats. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely would watch more Dick Rat things. I think they're probably they're definitely on the the side of like, they've got my humor. You know, they they, they they sort of get it. They get what I like, and uh, I think a few other people I know would probably like that as well. So maybe that's why I think, you know. Give Darcy a hoi and get him on down. I think he'd enjoy it. Right, perfect. Well, thank you heaps for joining me, Doug. No, thanks for having me. It was a, a blast. Um, I've had a few drinks. I'm actually feeling a little lightheaded. I, just, I had drank those beers and they went down a bit too well. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Once again, keep up to date with what's going on by following the show on Insta and Twitter, searching Drink Show Pod just to find them. On Fridays, I do a poster reveal for my next episode, so you can find those poster reveals on those social media accounts. And once again, the Spotify playlist is also there for you guys to introduce yourself to new musicals that you might not realize that you enjoyed the songs as well as the story from previous episodes and subscribe for new episodes out on Tuesdays. Thanks. Bye.